0: Well, good morning, good day, good evening. Uh, I'm recording this a little bit late. Today is Monday. It's September twenty six, two thousand and twenty two. You know, even just saying that out loud, it's really crazy, isn't it? Two thousand and twenty two. It feels like we should be George Jetsons in the future, but you would only catch that reference if you also caught the lost in space reference from one of the previous podcasts. So. If you are new, uh, my name is Jill. I am recording this into what I call Jill's Journals Out Loud, and uh, what I'm trying to do is just evolve the stuff I think about into something that might be of interest to you, uh, and hopefully presenting it in a way that you can hear it, because, well, that is the trick, right? What is it that we're actually listening for Uh, And after this, you know, incredibly long amount of time of online, it's all very different. You know, it's very, it's, uh, it's been my probably one of my top three struggles, you know, letting go of what I say and what people hear. The irony is in our personal relationships, the exact same thing is happening. We just aren't aware of it because we don't get comments in our personal (laughs) relationships. But I wanted to do a follow-up because the last uh, podcast I was, in high alert. Everything in me was screaming danger 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 danger. Uh, I just posted a video uh, saying that the stress response I've been under is kind of relaxing a little bit and so I wanted to do more in-depth dive with you guys here and what that means is that uh, I don't know what was happening uh, to me and this is just my perspective I have no idea what's real and what's not real because I'm not somebody who thinks they know everything and then just changes the subject when it doesn't come true right is that you know all of us are tapped into the ethers which is you know sort of that collective energy source uh, where everything is and some of us are more sensitive to it than others and some of us are lucky enough to be able to manage it better than others and Uh, you know, one of the things I think that was going on with me is I was tapped in, but I lost all ability to manage it because really nothing changed by Sunday on the 25th. So it was the 23rd and the 24th that really crescendoed for me. I had a lot of internal anxiety. And then on the 25th, to me, it felt like something relaxed. Not that whatever's up and in there is gone, but there is a pause. That crisis point that I was feeling felt like there had been a give in the process. Now, I also think there's some uh, other things going on with me physiologically uh, with uh, just you know, the the things that my body is doing and I'm experimenting. And so I might have just gotten out of whack in that way too. Or all things converge, which I think also happens. But the reason I wanted to do this and follow up is because, uh, you know, the spiritual journey and the ego journey are two different things. You know, the ego journey is let me control everything that stresses me out and upsets me so that I can get what I want so I can only feel good. Uh, you know the spiritual journey is I have no control over anything that's going on out in the world now what right and so you know we then began the incredibly long process of learning how to let go by keeping our eyes open and seeing what's happening seeing the truth hearing the truth uh, and then finding a way to kind of make it settle within us and I came up with a really good little short poem slash explanation and I'm trying to give myself permission to actually create something artistic around that and share it with you versus just blurt the words out so I'm not going to do that right here but the takeaway for me in all of this was it doesn't matter what's happening and what's real and what's not real and what probability may or may not be unfolding What's important is how I can drive my nervous system through this process. And uh, there's been some comments in the last year that I just appreciate so deeply. And the last one, I can't remember if it was Rose or Elizabeth that I read, but it just sort of finally crystallized for me what I do like that you hear you know everybody hears something different and we're all in different places but what I the theme I've been hearing from many of you in very different forms is that whatever's going on with you and me in these conversations whatever you're taking you're finding a way to better manage your relationships your situation your life and anything that you can do to be in service of another is to me the only goal because my goal is to be in service to you and then if you can take that and be in service to others that is the way we change things we don't change things by protests we don't change things by Demanding or fighting or preparing or defending, you know, we change things through our heart in the ways that we find to connect with others, uh, and it doesn't have to look like anything more than just a smile at the right time, right? There's a great story. I really like her name is Kim, and I can't remember her last name. She's a she's a storyteller. She told the story about this horse named Hero that just like you know creamed me. Uh, In tears and overwhelm and was a lot to do with this whole horse thing I've got going on that never manifests. But I live in a horse trailer and I'm staring at horse pictures right now. But she tells a story about the power of a smile and it was a teenage girl that had gone to school ready to kill herself that day. And a stranger smiled. And the stranger kept smiling at her. And that was just enough to keep her from taking her own life and you know we just don't think about the ramifications and I you know I think one of the the things that I've been caught up in this last few weeks is I have been so dysregulated, and for those of you who do not have the privilege of understanding what emotional dysregulation is, you know, this is something I've always felt, and I haven't known what it is, and I kind of thought everybody had some version of it, but in asking people who are more freeze people and non-ADHD people, they have no idea what I'm talking about. They just shut down, and they don't have this wild, out-of-control dysregulation Uh, that I get that becomes extremely violent. And so it's been a, a a strain knowing how I'm negatively impacting others and not having a way to manage it. You know, and I've spent my life trying to manage it, trying to improve. And I'm so far away from where I was. Uh, You know, I was having the, the conversation with my mom about, you know, trauma and the first year and you know some of the stuff I learned in that podcast and you know in her mind I had a perfect child (laughs) but in my experience you know everything going on inside me was just a nightmare I mean I it was so bad you know what was going on in my head all the time and it was so painful Uh, I didn't have words for it even you know as a young adult Uh, even as a professional therapist I didn't really fully understand what was going on with me and maybe I still don't But it's taken me so much effort to uh, try to rewire myself, and it's not 100%, and so, you know, I've learned I have to spend a lot of time alone in order to uh, hide it, but also let it ride. And so being in the presence of others has just really exacerbated this process for me, and I really need, you know, a lot more downtime where I'm not interacting with other people because I still don't have 100% ability to manage myself and you know I was thinking how when you guys write those comments you know all I see and this is the ADHD just seeing the negative right all I see is everything I'm still doing wrong but I forget you know how far I've come and that it's not like this all the time and that I'm not going to be perfect because you know it goes back to what I just said about the stress response there will always be something new to experience that's going to derail you. Uh, and I think that's where I, you know, bump heads with this Lala spirituality about blissing out because I feel like if you're totally blissed out, you're missing the opportunity in this world to engage with people that infuriate you, to have experiences that put you over the edge so that you can find your way back within yourself to really create that sense of peace and calm and focus again. Without having to have everyone and everything else change, and when everyone and everyone else have to change, then you will do nothing, you know, but be frustrated for the rest of your life. And so, it's such a simple, simple idea, you know, just that tiny exchange between strangers or between uh, people who are close. You know, I'm having this interesting thing with Haven because you know, for those of you who don't know, you know, Freedom, my previous dog had like zero affection all he really would let me do that he liked was scratch his butt and uh, the rest of our exchanges were just him sitting as far away from me as he could so when we would be up on the platform which you know is my platform slash bed uh, he was always very far away from me and I there was no cuddling you know he would never come up I think in you know 12 years he put his head on my chest three times you know he just was not Connected to me in that way, and uh, and so I'm having this interesting thing where I am waking up, and I am feeling the freedom. En- I'm feeling the energy of freedom. I'm, the, my memory is freedom is with me, but then I remember, no, he's gone. It's Haven, and Haven is very cuddly, and she's very affectionate, and she's you know right. The way all dogs have always been, you know, when it's cold, they're right curled up in, you know, the crook of your leg or right next to you. And it's been so long, you know, it's literally been twenty years, uh, almost twenty years since I've had a dog do that with me. Uh, you know, the cat Lilith did, but that's it. And so, it's such a strange feeling to have, uh, someone or something want to be connected again because it's been so long. And I have to be so careful that I don't act like I did with Freedom, who wanted all kinds of space. It just didn't make him feel good. I still, you know, would get in his face and cuddle him and tell him I loved him. But I would do, you know, I would leave him alone, because that's what he liked. (laughs) And lament the fact that my dog was always trying to sit very, very far away from me. But... um. Unless another dog came up. Then he did display slight jealousy. That made me feel slightly better. So, uh, but it's been a really interesting experience. And I've had to, like, really check myself to make sure that I don't carry over all this disconnection, you know, that I experienced with freedom now that I have a dog that wants to be connected. And, you know, she's really evolved in the last few months. You know, when she was first here, she just wanted to be with freedom Uh, She didn't really care about me. And then when freedom was gone, she just sort of sat by herself. And now she's really, you know, moving in to me. Although usually it's for the peanut butter and the bones or to play. But there is some uh, alternate cuddling. (laughs) Most of it's food or play related. But, you know, it's still there. And it's such a tiny, tiny, tiny little thing. And, you know, when you feel like the nuclear bombs are getting ready to fall or, you know, you don't have any food, it's hard to remember the value of these tiny little things. So I I wanted to talk about that today, because I feel now that I'm calmed down, and whatever I was tapping into that just had me out of my mind these last couple of weeks, I could not turn the stress response off. Again, I don't know if I was feeling something that was a potential, if my body chemistry was off, or what was happening I mean there were no actual changes so I didn't have like you know I didn't hit my head or nothing bad happened to me but it was very definitive you know that I was wildly dysregulated and you can actually hear it you know in my voice I'm talking fast and it's an urgency and a pressure that I don't particularly like listening to other people when they talk like that because you know it's that push 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 and I don't want any push 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 right I got enough push 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 or myself on any given day so I just wanted to check in with you and just say thank you for your comments you really have finally kind of helped me I want to say corral since we'll go with the horse thing corral the theme you know I've asked many of you over the years why do you listen why do you watch because I've been you know I'm so all over the place and I have so many different kinds of people and everybody gets something wildly different Uh, But I value when people can be specific about what they're getting, Uh, not because I want to change and morph and sell, right? I'm trying to stay, you know, in an authentic place about it, but it's something that's important to me. And so to have somebody get something that I value uh, versus, you know, explain to me why I can't start a fire is so important in this process. And... Uh, You know, I I struggle because I don't like this online format and the depersonalization of it. But at the same time, you know, as I am now with people, there is none of that uh, available in the day to day. I think you really have to carve out those kind of moments uh, with people long term. Uh, I think that's one of the benefits of getting to know people uh, is you find those people that you have that connection with. And, uh, you know, I'm really happy I did this. It's been an excellent feedback process, but it's been so eye-opening, you know, in terms of my own where I am uh, and how much I depend on being alone to deal with stress. And now, you know, I'm having this conversation like I can't wig out in front of other people. It's very uncomfortable for everybody else when I'm having issues and so uh, it's not about changing everyone in the environment even though I do want more alone time that's just you know who I am but uh, I am really getting with so many uncertainties just clobbering us over the head at any given moment how what's going to happen why it's going to happen and when it's going to happen is the least important part of this how am I going to drive my nervous system through it and I'm not saying don't tap into the ethers because I, I see this process like surfing uh, or parkour I see it as just paying attention to the obstacles in your path and effortlessly moving out of the way and it's a very dynamic process that's speeding up and the only way you can achieve it is when you give into it as a flow state and not a fight or flight or freeze state. And flow is not a stress response. So it's really harnessing the other three and finding your flow with them. And that's why I'm talking about driving your nervous system, not having it drive you. Otherwise, there's a lot of, you know, car accidents along the way, (laughs) like the last few weeks. So uh, I don't know what the future holds. I think there's so much uncertainty. And, you know, what's really important is to not think just because you got it once that you will get it forever. Uh, You know, a lot of what I got triggered on, I haven't dealt with in over 20 years, and it just reared its head. Like, how does that happen? You think you're done? You never know. I mean, it's so important to think about, this life as cleaning up all these little tiny dark spaces that, that only a moment in time with this much dynamic component to it, with this much uncertainty, will it allow you to really get into those dark crevices that most of us don't want to deal with, right? And yet, what could be more important? You know, there's nothing more important than doing our own work, because there's nothing more important than what value becomes added to those around us. And that's, you know, the ripple, right? That's the, the penny in the water and the ripple effect isn't, you know, the pennies running around touching everybody. It's just we're all pennies, right? We're all pennies in the water and rippling and interacting and affecting each other in different ways. And, and that's the beauty of all of this, and it's so easy to get caught up uh, in the fear, or the freeze, or the fight of it all, and, uh, you know, and it's really hard when you can't do the one you want to do, you know, like all I wanted to do is run away, and I can't, even though in my mind I'm, I'm out of here, right, you know, we can't, just because we think it doesn't mean we can, I could, but I would just be trashing my life apart again, so I'm trying to not do that yet, but... This is going to be a wild, wild ride. Uh, And so I just wanted to say thank you for those of you who have really taken the time to give me more in-depth answers about when I ask you, why do you listen? What are you getting? Uh, You know, there's there's so little feedback in these forums of videos and podcasts and writing words and things like that. So uh, it's just so helpful. Uh, to get those kind of, of of feedback to balance, you know, the other stuff. And also, uh, it's a reinforcement, right? It's a positive reinforcement for me because there's nothing I value more than you taking whatever you're getting here and using it in a way that's making your world and the people in it feel better. Not in a superficial way, but in a meaningful way. And I just don't know if it gets any better than that. What else really is there, right? So... Uh, that's today Uh, I've actually you know one of the reasons I'm so late is you know my 30-minute project became three hours of fighting with technology (laughs) then I the whole time I thought would be 30 minutes I burned the chicken I was cooking so now we have this fabulous uh, burned chicken smell Uh, and as you can see in the video you know Haven is all like super hyped up I do not need a puppy even though I love her and she's awesome I really wish uh, she had a more place to play for those of you who I wish I could get this. I haven't been able to get this Uh, it's elk season it's what they call rutting and uh, I've seen them several several times and their tracks are around and they're they're doing it's called bugling but it sounds like screaming which is supposed to be the mating call go figure right uh, and I've seen them several times. There's multiple herds. They're beautiful, and they're fat, and they're healthy, and they're vibrant because there's been so much food here this summer. And they're fearless, right? They don't really care about all the predators that are running around. But they do care if you try to get too close. And so, uh, you know, we're in the situation where, uh, you know, I'm on the lookout for the, the elk, the coyote. You know, there's this just never-ending packs of loose dogs still snake season uh, it's just relentless and so you know I just have never had this experience where I can't get my dog exercised because no matter which direction I go I'm in some kind of danger place and unfortunately you know the elk the boy elk with this humongous you know antler rack way bigger than me I don't know I think they're like eight or nine hundred pounds can probably run way faster than me <laughs> uh you know I'm not afraid of the coyotes about me but she'll go she's been chasing cars and chasing uh four wheelers and she'll go chase dogs and she will chase coyotes and so it's very it's been very very stressful because I haven't found a way to discharge her energy and that probably you know hasn't done anything to help either one of us Um uh, because that's one of the really important things about stress is to get rid of those uh, chemicals. And when you're in a situation where, like, she's got all this energy, so wasted, let me tell you. She doesn't need it. The rest of us do. I have no way to discharge it hardly for her. The th- good news is she will uh, fetch. So she likes to chase the ball or the frisbee, and, and she runs. So at least I'm able to get her some exercise for her. But I've never been in this situation where I don't know how to... I mean, I'm so limited right now. Uh, I'm looking forward to the day where I can just hike again and not feel like... I was... I was. I think I told you about this, you know, being the prey and having all the predators circling me. (laughs) And the little white dog who's very vulnerable because she's too innocent. She does not understand that she is prey, not predator. (sighs) All right. So I hope that you can take something from that. First, thank you and appreciation. And two... Uh, You know, there's just going to be no end to the stressors that are coming upon us in this future that we've got in front of us right now. And um, so as much as we want to know what it is and why it is and when it is and where it is and who it is, uh, I think if I have to pick one thing, it's how am I going to drive myself through it? Because at the end of the day, it's not going to matter. Uh, Because it's all going to be more than I can deal with. I think that's sort of been my takeaway. You know, there's no version of what's coming that I'm going to want to deal with or that I can constructively deal with. And so I'm just trying to focus on getting through. How can I drive my nervous system? And this was such an eye-opening experience because I've never had it go on this long where I could not turn my stress response off. That is a very scary feeling. So we'll be talking about that more. We're going to do a deep breath, and I, my friends, will see you next time.